This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. What is up, Spurs Nation? It's your boy, Rob, from a bucking Spurs podcast. This is round two of recording this episode. I recorded it earlier, but I have to drink a little whiskey now to record it again. So, we're going to do this. We're going to talk all about the post-practice media clips from Patty Mills Keldon Johnson, Bryn Forbes, Lonnie Walker, Damari Carroll, Jakob Podol, Lucas Simonic. We're going to talk about all the things that they had to say and what was important to me, really. That's what we're going to talk about. Maybe not all of it. Some of it was nonsense. But either way, drop that beat. start this baby off talking about our veteran our most tenured spur patty thrills mills the aussie the humanitarian and let's let's talk about what he had to say so patty had a lot to say they talked to him for about 10 minutes but what i took out of it was the veteran presence that he controls you know uh they talked to him about hey man is this you know was it like a normal Spurs first day of training camp practice or was it different? You know, he goes, no, it was pretty standard, you know, for most of, um, you know, the practice. It's it's really about going back to basics. And to me, that's that's super important when you have your veteran guys that have been there year after year after year and they're still locked in on the understanding that what we do now in the beginning of practice in the beginning of training camp in the beginning of the season is what is going to set up our foundation for the rest of the season right so the basics are important they're that important and it's extremely important for us to have our veterans on board with that because the veterans that have been there for a year two years three years patty's like eight right um it can get old it can get boring but when those are the guys that are setting the tone and they understand how this time is so crucial to what we're trying to do. I mean, that's that sets the tone for everybody else. And that's the important thing is because you have all these young guys, you have a couple first year players and they need to know and they need to be on board with the veterans understanding like, hey, this is this is why we're so good. It's, from, it's because what we do here is the basics of everything that we do. You know, we want to rely on what we do now come postseason right we're trying to get better at what we do now every day so come postseason this is what we're good at you know so they talked to him about that going back to basics was huge um it's the first thing that my ears went up when i heard they asked him about you know playing in the FIBA tournament he said that he enjoyed that they asked him if he 
if he uh, enjoyed kicking Pop's butt and he was a little bit uh, like, oh, I don't know if I should answer that. You know, Patty's Patty's the best. They asked him about DeJounte and, and he said that, you know, everyone has seen the work that he's put in. Patty went on to say, you know, we've all felt for this guy it broke our heart you know so we're all actually super pumped that's something he said also that everyone in the gym has this attitude this new swagger and that they're actually they're really jacked about DeJounte being back I think DeJounte the topic of DeJounte was a thread line going through this whole week every you know every everyday media was asking everyone who they talked to what about DeJounte you know how does it look now that DeJounte's back and Patty Mills was just saying like we're all pumped and everyone's psyched to have him back because he does bring a new dynamic to the team. Let's talk about Brent Forbes. Brent Forbes was interesting. He didn't talk for that long, but what he did have to say was 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 crucial. I, you know, he talked about chemistry. He said day one in, in training camp this year was different from most years that he has been there because there, there's more chemistry on day one. You're bringing back almost the whole team, right? We're, we lost Davis and a couple a couple guys that never played, but that's that's pretty much it. So you had the same group coming back you know from last year which makes for more of a continuity and mind i'm talking about the mindset you know what i mean like everyone's coming in on the same page familiar with everybody and and that's special that's that's going to be a thing that we have a leg up on most other teams in the nba they asked him about dj too right so brent said that dj is probably the fastest guy that he's ever played with you know, he talked about him being the head of the snake of the team and that he's going to be the guy that's setting the tone for what we're trying to do. And I think he's talking about playing in transition. You know, he's the head of the snake on the style that we want to play. That DeJounte being there is going to increase the pace and it's going to create a lot more shots for everybody, including Bryn. I mean, if you think about Bryn and DeJounte being on the floor, you know, I don't know if they're going to start or not or whatever. No one knows yet. But... You know, DeJounte is pushing that ball in transition. He gets a rebound, takes off. Bryn should just be hightailing it to that three-point line because that ball is coming. So they're going to be playing with a lot more pace, right? And they also asked him, hey, man, so do you think that everybody has kind of forgotten, you know, what DeJounte can do? And he was kind of like, man, y'all don't even know. I mean, I don't think, I don't think anyone knows what DeJounte can do. Not that they forgot, and I don't think anyone's seen it. And I thought about that for a little bit, and I I see where he's coming from. Because let's think about it. Last year, last offseason, not this past one that we just we just had, but the one before that, before DeJounte's injury, DJ put in work. I mean, he put in work to be the guy. He put in the work to take over the team. And, and in the beginning of training camp this time last year, Pop was saying this was going to be DJ's team. We're going to give him the ball and let him run. And so he had put in all that work that we never got to see, right? So he's been honing on that. He's been sleeping that. He's had it in his bag for a whole year, you know? And Bryn went on to say that his jumper is, is wet now, like that 15-foot to 18-foot jump shot, which is more or less that high pick-and-roll jumper, that Tony Parker jump shot, right? Two or three steps inside of the three-point line to the, you know, to mid-range extended, you know? Like, that was that's Tony Parker's jumper, and it seems that DJ has that in his bag this year and we were going to see a lot of that he had it when he played too and man if you go back and look at the preseason games that dj did get to play in he showed that 
So not only, you know, do we have that in his bag, let's, if you want to think about how DeJounte Murray played before he got hurt, it was a lot of attacking the rim, a lot of floaters, a lot of uh, steals, a lot of defense to offense. Um, and his mid-range shot was coming in slowly. And last year was supposed to be the year we saw it, but that's going to be this year. So I, I understand what he's saying. They asked him about game seven against Denver. Because if we remember, we look back, Brent took it hard. Bryn was the one that took it to heart. And that's why you gotta love Bryn, man. He cares. He cares on a, on a personal level about losing. And he wants to win. And losing hurts him. So when he finished last year's playoff game seven, which I've said it plenty of times, Bryn's the one who stepped up. He he took it the hardest. And so they asked him about that. Hey, man, do you still feel the same way that you felt? And he mentioned that, you know, game seven last year was a learning experience for everybody. And that they're going to build off of that and they want to get deeper in the playoffs than they did last year they want to build off of it and get better and he talked about the chemistry of going into that battle and and not only going through a regular season but going through a postseason series together learning each other learning i mean that was huge really because in the postseason is where, you, is where you really know okay wow i can count on this guy this guy's going to step up here this guy's going to be able to do this and or be, be able to do that when the defense really locks in on what you're trying to do and you know Denver really try to stop what we're trying to do and then so you see who can really change the game and we're going to be able to build off that experience and that's what Brent had to say about that they asked him about our young guys and our and our vets and what the blend is and how that's going and he had nothing but great things to say about our veterans say so we had the best veterans in the business and it's a perfect mix of young talent and vets you know so I think what he's trying to say is that it's like not only are the vets going to help us on the court, but they get to help teach. They get to help the young players learn what it takes to be a pro. You know, they get to help because um, let me look as a player. I mean, I know it. I'm a coach as a player. The, or, let me back it up. As a coach, your best asset is a player that helps the young guys, helps teach the young guys because throughout a, a season, a coach's voice gets tired. You get tired of hearing coach's voice. And sometimes it takes that veteran, that that player that's been there before to help, you know, younger guys get through it. And to have the veterans that we have uh, to help us do that is is crucial. So I'm, I'm glad on everything. Everything that Bryn had to say was very exciting. They asked him if he finally feels like a veteran, right? Because he's kind of been that young guy in the gym for the past three years. And you know, last year was the first year that we demanded things out of Bryn. And so coming into this season, he finally feels like a vet. He was like, man, 26 years old, I guess feels like 40 in this organization. Um, but it's exciting. I'm telling you, man, these young guys are, they're not young no more. They're, 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 their roles, I think, are now, you know, set in stone in a way where it's like, okay, we know what we got. We know what we're going to expect out of you. Now let's go ahead and do that at a high level. Like Bryn, you know, last year was his year where it's like, okay, man, we played Bryn a lot. I mean, I know he played the year before, but last year we relied on him, you know, for 82 games. And he was, he was a soldier for all of us. Sorry, right, we're going to take a quick break and hear from our brothers and sister pods at Big Heads Media Podcast Network. And we will be right back. Hey there. Are you a college football fan? 
Well, I'm Andre Cherry, and on my show, The Cherry Picking Podcast, I dive deep into the world of college football during each week of the season. For the past nine seasons, fans have come to my site, cherrypickingsports.com, to hear my college football analysis and game-winning predictions for each week of the season. The Cherry Picking Podcast is presented by the Big Heads Media Podcast Network and can also be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. Make sure you click the subscribe button today. I know y'all are wondering, what am I drinking? He said whiskey, right? Yeah, I got a little bit of Crown Royal mixed with a little bit of Coke. You know, I forgot to get that Coke Zero to help myself stay a little bit trim. But I know the whiskey's got a lot of calories. If y'all drink a lot of whiskey, hey, whiskey's got a lot of calories, right? You know, so don't don't sleep on that. But it's going down smooth, just like the way I like to watch Spurs games with a glass of whiskey in my hand. Maybe I should start doing pods with whiskey too. Y'all let me know. If I start slurring, <laughs> you know why. Okay, now it's time to talk about my main man, the guy I'm most excited about, I think, out of anyone on our team to see play this year, and that's Lonnie Walker, the humble warrior. I got a lot of nicknames for this guy. You know, I started off last year, I was thinking Air Walker, but nah. You know, Smooth Criminal, I think, is the best, like, if you, if you, I just give him two nicknames. I think Smooth Criminal should be one, because that's his game, ain't it? so smooth and he's criminal from what he what he does to the other players like you know those guys those every every time he goes on the floor he's he's looking to embarrass you right either on on flying high and trying to put you on a poster or just doing you dirty you know, off the dribble with the jumper in your face whatever it is so Lonnie's questions were were on point and his responses were even better Right. So one of the one, one of the questions that they asked him was like, hey, Lonnie, you know what? You know, what do you expect coming into this year? Well, how many minutes do you expect? And, and you know, he was like, I don't expect anything. You know, I, I, I got it's not about how many minutes I can expect. It's how many minutes can I earn? Because he did go on to say, he's like, look, I didn't do anything last year. It's like I was up and down from the G League. Um, I haven't proven anything on this level. He's like, so anything I get, I'm going to earn it. And I don't expect anything from the coaching staff or whatever. But. I think he knows that he has the trust of the players. And I think the vets know how good he is. I think the coaching staff knows how good he is. You know, Rudy Gay came out in media day and he was like, man, Lonnie's taking some huge strides. So he's going to be very helpful this year. Uh, Coach Pop, when he was talking about DeJounte Murray, saying that DeJounte might be one of the fastest guys he's seen in about three, five years coming off an ACL injury. You kidding me? Um, so he also said that Lonnie was probably just as fast as DeJounte, as DeJounte, right? So we're going to be athletic as hell. And to me, the mindset that he has is, is going to be what helps him have a long career. Because I don't think Lonnie is focused in on this season. Like, okay, this season's a, a everything for me. No, no. We picked up his extension. We're going to have him next year as well. And he talked about his extension too. He was like, man, it was like getting drafted again. It was, it was, he was that excited. You know, he posted on Instagram. He's like, yeah, I got a little too excited there because he sees to him, that's recognition on the Spurs behalf. you know, noticing the work that he's putting in, how much he's trusting the system because Lonnie Walker is a guy who I think is buying in, who's bought into the system 110%. And that's why I'm saying this guy's going to have a good career. Look, man, you, this, I don't know if y'all seen Lonnie Walker, but his body looks extremely developed and athletic 
it looks like he put on some size over the past year. If you look at last season to this season, in the beginning, like one year, just in one year, he looks whoa. And you combine his athleticism with the character that he has, the mindset that he has. Like he went on to mention, you know, my my dad was my biggest critic. You know, I, I, I'm never content, content on how I'm playing. I always feel like I can do better. And he has character, man. I mean, if, did y'all catch his Spurs story? He had a, a really nice, you know how the Spurs released that little series of Spurs stories with DeJounte, Derek White, and Lonnie and Bryn, our young guns, right? And Lonnie's Spurs story was all about how important it is to him to be a good role model and a good example to kids in Reading, Pennsylvania, where he's from right and i remember when he got drafted like there was like a watch party at a football stadium for this guy because he means that much to his community and that just shows the type of character this guy has and look man when you can check a few boxes for the spurs to me that tells me that you're gonna have a long career right like there's like five or six boxes man that if you check these things off and you're and you're with the spurs you're gonna be a special player like very very special i'm talking about one of the top players in the league special i mean the last time i saw it i'm to be honest with y'all is is when Kawhi was in town he checked all the boxes he was about his business he didn't care about the media you know he was hard worker he never talked back you know he developed he had that attitude of always getting better you know so to me it's just like lonnie checks all these boxes man the boxes that mean that he's going to be an outstanding spur like character like you know like talk about prototypical spur you know he's that's Lonnie he's gonna be a spur for life he's got the game to back it up too and I I've said it before I think he's gonna be one of our best players in in two years like he might even be an all-star level player I my goal for him y'all heard my last pod was for him to be a sixth man of the year because I think if he's given if he's enabled that opportunity to play that type of minutes and whatever his role is which to me if if i'm the spurs i'm saying your role is to defend one always and two to go and get as many buckets as you can and help your teammates be successful and i think lonnie's all about that all about that you know so let's talk about lonnie and Dejounte in transition right coach pop was saying that these two guys might be the fastest guys he's seen in a while well those two guys on the floor i would like to see what the plus minus is when Dejounte and and lonnie are on the floor together because I feel like our transition points are going to go through the roof when those guys are on the on the floor together. You know, you get those two guys out in the break, and it's almost a guaranteed bucket, man. When Lonnie is on the break with the ball in his hands, you better get all out of his way. He's got the mid-range game. He's got the three-point shot. He can elevate over anybody. And he's got the strength now to just go ahead and finish with contact. So it's all about staying healthy for Lonnie. And the, and the, and the sky's the limit for this kid. So excited. Okay, so another question that they asked him about was, hey, what, do, what does he think about the athleticism going into this season? And he was like, man, it's insane, man. It's insane. So, he, you know, Lonnie hasn't, wasn't here in 2013-14 where we played an up-tempo style basketball, right? We pushed the ball, right? A beautiful game where we actually look to get that ball out and get it up the floor and let's, let's get shots, right? And we, we led the league in three-point shooting those years. We, we're, we, we're at competing. We were competing at a championship level right within those two years well i think that's coming back i think that style of play is coming back and lonnie's gonna flourish with that 
So he went on to say, like, man, it's insane. He feels like it's a new Spurs way, right? And it's 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 a team. This team can be based on the fact that with their athleticism, they're gonna be able to outpace teams. Last year we we weren't, and Derek Derek White was was a hell of a point guard for us, but he's not fast like Dejounte fast. He's got speed on him, but Derek White's not the type of point guard that's gonna be pushing the ball in transition and actually keep pushing the defense on his heels. Derek White's smarter than that. A little bit slower, so he comes down on the break and he surveys the floor. He's gonna take it to the rim when he can, but if not, he kind of surveys as he goes, hits the wide open shooter, or if he can create for someone cutting down the lane or whatever, he's gonna find him. Two different style point guards, but DeJounte is gonna be able to push that ball. And, you know, so that the pace is gonna be I, I can't wait. I just can't wait to see them in transition. So he, he said that they were going to be able to push the defense, keep the defense on their heels um, for not just for this year. He said for, for upcoming years is what he said. Not just this season, but for upcoming years. And that's I'm telling you, this guy sees the future, man. He sees that he's here for the long haul. He's going to trust the process. He's going to trust the coaching staff. And he believes in DeJounte and, and all these young guys. And I, I'll tell you what, man. I love this group of young guys, man. Bryn, DeJounte, Derek White, Lonnie Walker, Keldon Johnson. Those guys together, man, for the next seven, eight, nine years. Holy shit. Holy shit. Okay. So um, they also asked him about one that I'll, I don't, I'll go over quickly is when they asked him about what he's going to, what does he take from Austin? What does he bring in from Austin from his experience and his time over there playing for the Austin Spurs in the G League? And his answer was, what am I not going to bring? Um, and I he followed that up with out of left field he was like dropping more spurs character nuggets man saying like i went up there i i I had some i made some great relationships with players coaches um some friends that i'm gonna have for life you know and and so that's see that's all off the court stuff that's character stuff and you know what the spurs do with a guy that has untapped potential and the mindset that he's always gonna try to improve and the mindset of hey man like i'm trying here to be a good a good person for me for my community and i'm trying to be a good role model that's why i'm so high on this kid all right so who's next the new spur damari carroll damari said something that i liked a lot and it was when he was talking about his previous years in atlanta he taught he said that's kind of the point in his career where he was playing his best defense and you know, he went on to say that, you know, he was playing his best defense, he thought, because he was playing on a team that had a defensive concept of team defense. And when he went to Toronto and when he went to uh, Brooklyn, that wasn't the case. And in those two teams, he played on a team that where it was a lot of ISO, ISO defending, where you didn't have a lot of rotations, which meant that, which means that as a defender, you got to kind of handcuff yourself because you don't want to get beat because if you get beat, you know, they're, you're probably going to give up a bucket. And the difference is, is on a team defensive, on a, on a team that has that really strong team defensive rotation concepts is that you can gamble. You can get out of passing lanes. You can take some chances, right? Cause you know that your teammates have your back and Damari is one of those guys that thrives in that environment. He played under who coach Budenhauser in Atlanta. That was that Atlanta team, right? Not this young gun Atlanta team. Now it was when coach Bud was there. We all remember coach Bud, former assistant coach for the Spurs, right? So 
we're going to do a lot of the same stuff that we, they did in Atlanta, which is going to enable Damari to get back to his defending ways where he can actually excel in the areas that he specialized. They also asked him, you know, like, what, what are you going to bring to the table? Like, what's your role this season? He was just like, 3 and D, baby. Got to do what I do. You know, Damari De seems like another one of those one of those all pro caliber guys, man. Like he's he's Rudy Gay said it in the media day that he's going to be a glue guy. And I can see that already just in this this post practice interview. He was talking about, you know, team defense and he was talking about um, doing the right things and not only expecting himself to perform, but expecting himself to get other players around him to elevate their performance on the defensive side of the ball and to me that's special because you know he again he talked about Brooklyn a little bit saying you know like my role over there was yes on the court was to be a 3 and D guy but also to help mentor some of these young guys like Karis LeVert and D'Angelo Russell I mean he went on to give D'Angelo Russell all the credit saying that you know he made he made himself but he's like hey yeah no he taught D'Angelo how to be a pro, how to take care of your body, how to do all these little things off the court that are going to make you successful on the court. See, that's a freaking teammate right there. That's a guy that you can go to war with. That's a guy that has your back. And for us to have him in our system for the next two years, man, he's going to make everybody better. And look, man, I love Davis, but I want. I wish we still had Davis. I do, because that's shooting that we could have had around for a long time. But let's talk about the here and now. And Damari Carroll is a guy that can help us tremendously take a couple steps forward, like on not just on the court, but like in, in continuity-wise, chemistry-wise, defensive-wise. He's going to help us a lot, right? So those are some of the things that I love to hear from Damari Carroll, right? Um who's next let's see let's see let's see let's not let's not stay on damari for too long even though i love to i love it so far i love it i can't wait to see it translate over to the to the court um oh before i leave damari he said something about damar that was interesting he said he was talking to the media he was like hey you guys got to understand that that damar you know that they asked him how does damar look he's like he looks a lot more comfortable and he's like you guys got to understand that he was in toronto for nine years and he got he got comfortable over there and to me that means that that's kind of like a, I don't want to say like a jab at DeMar, but it kind of makes sense, man. Like he just got too comfortable, never really thought his job was in jeopardy. Not that he didn't try to get better as a player. Obviously, DeMar was a hell of a player, got better every year. But at the same time, it's it's different when you feel that safe in your job, right? Like we have all these guys that are that feel like they still need to prove something. And he was saying, y'all got to understand that coming from Toronto to San Antonio, it's like all these expectations, new things. You got It's like a jolt to your system. And that this year, DeMar seems super comfortable. He seems excited to be there. And we talked about that on the last pod that, you know, he was nervous last year. And I think that this year is going to be a, uh, a big year for DeMar. And DeMarie being there helps facilitate that in a way. Who do we got next? We got Keldon Johnson, Luka Samanich, and Jakob Pertl. Okay, before we get into those guys, let's take our final break to listen to our brother and sister pods at Big Heads Media Podcast Network. We'll be right back. The Seasons of Discontent is a podcast about Washington sports and life in the nation's capital. Hosted by Washington Post Express columnist Rick Snyder and sports fan Matt, the one-hour show also talks about beer, pizza, movies, and the sights of our nation's capital. Come listen to Seasons of Discontent. I don't always drink whiskey, 
but when I do, it's Crown Royal. <laughs> we, hey, someone needs to tweet at Crown Royal and say, hey, man, y'all, y'all need to b- sponsor a Bucking Spurs podcast. I'll take free whiskey. I'll do it for the whiskey. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Keldon. Keldon is an interesting cat. Uh, I thought I knew Keldon. I thought I knew you, bro. And I still think I do. But check this, Spurs Nation. If I am going to judge Keldon off this one post-practice interview where he looked tired man he looked super tired i don't think he was up to give that interview (laughs) to be honest but i think i love that i love that man keldon looked like he just gave it all like he just put every ounce of energy that he had in that practice facility man keldon kind of seemed like he was over it already like he wasn't he like keldon seems like he's not all about the hype that he knows what the NBA is all about that you know he understands that oh there, there's gonna be media here like he's used to media being around and and you know he's he's not about hikes you know like he's not about he, he just doesn't care it seemed like he didn't care like they asked him about Tim Duncan They're like oh man what, what, what do you think about you know Tim Duncan being around expecting you know him to have like a like oh man oh wow you know but no man Keldon was like well you know he was you know yeah I know he was a great player for great player for the organization he's one of the best players to ever play the game but you know it's it's just basketball like it's just here about basketball and i'm just like okay <laughs> like okay like are you taking a shot at my man timmy don't be taking a shot at my man timmy young rook you know wait till they fill up your your car with popcorn just we just wait that but no but then i thought about it and i'm like nah not nah, Keldon johnson is a byproduct of kentucky basketball a program where they prepare you for the nba like that program does a fantastic job of making sure that you know what's coming. They prepare you mentally, not just physically and on the court, but mentally. So Keldon seems a guy seems like a guy that's all about his business. You know, like they asked him, they're like, "Oh, so who's who's the hardest you know guy that you've had to guard?" He's like, "Well, I don't know, man. It's the NBA. You know, everyone's good. Everyone's competitive. You know, I don't know." And he's like, "Well, I guess you know, Demar, because he's you know he's crafty with the ball, but you know." I don't know. You know, it's just like, man, this guy is not impressed. This guy is not intimidated. This guy is not, um, he feels like, I don't think he's in there feeling like, man, this is, this is crazy. This is new. I, I man, I, I got, I got to do my best. I got to know. Like, I don't feel like that's his mindset at all. His mindset is like, I know, I, I know what I'm about. I know how good I am, how good I can be. I'm here to keep my head down and go to work. And that's it. I'm not about giving y'all storylines i'm not about this and that which is prototypical spurs character i'm not gonna lie um you know so so there's a little bit of that a little bit of that i mean he did kind of light up when they asked him you know who are you who's keldon on the court he's like oh well you know i'm i'm you know guy who's gonna bring the energy bring the defense and compete and things like that so look man i i i love keldon believe me like this interview was not anything that i wanted it to be but i'm glad i got it i'm glad it was what it was because to me it shows that keldon is on the mindset of i'm here to do my job this is a job i'm here to do it to the best of my ability and i'm going to prove everyone i'm going to prove to everyone what i can do and i'm not afraid there's not an ounce of fear in that in that body of his in that mind of his and he's just gonna he's gonna let the vets know real quick i think that he's there he's there for business you know his name's been mentioned a few times by a couple of the guys um so 
He's fast. He's young. He's ready. He's ready to learn. And I can't wait to see him develop, man. I mean, it is just off one interview, and we still have a whole season to see with this kid. I'm excited as hell. So let's talk about Luka Simonich. Luka was kind of the flip side there. He's like, yeah, they asked him about, you know, that first preseason game coming up he's like well you know it's my it's my first nba game you know like he's like he's he's excited to be here which is kind of weird because he's been a pro right he's been in europe for a little while i'm high on luca i'm high on luca they asked him how things are different between summer league or europe and and this training camp and he's like man he's like everything everything's different you know the competitiveness is is through the roof it's like people are bigger stronger everything everything is different and he's excited he's just excited to to be there and to learn the coach from coach pop he was he he, they asked him about his deep about defense not his defense but about defense in general they're like defense comes first right and it's like (laughs) he's like oh yeah he's like if you if you take a playoff on the defensive end pop's gonna call you out on it and uh make sure that you know he holds you accountable you know, so there's there's all that. They asked him about the training and what the training is and you know, how it's different. He was like, yeah, over there, it's a lot of just, you know, high reps, you know, weight room. And over here, it's a lot of core stuff and, and, and a lot of that nonsense. So, but I mean, it wasn't really anything too, too much to grab from his interview. Besides that, he wants to work hard and, and be ready when his opportunity comes. And look, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it right now. I ain't backing down from what I said earlier in the summer. I think Luca can play. We'll see. We'll see. I still think that, yes, I know. I know he's going to spend some time in Austin. Okay, I know. And like like I said, I just hope that it's a 70-30 split the Spurs way. Lonnie Walker's split last year was kind of like a 70-30 split the other way, right? Where he spent 70% of the time in austin and spent 30 percent of the time in san antonio and that did great one that did wonders for him that was the same split that Derek that Derek white got and look if 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 luca gets that same type of percentage split whatever like i know he's gonna come back better i know i know it's it's gonna be great things but i want to see i just want to see if he can play is that so wrong of me to see if if i want to see if luca samanich can play in the nba jesus christ get off my back I think he can, man. We'll see. I mean, he talked about the strength level. He said he's gained about 10 pounds in about two months. And that's not muscle because that's impossible. It takes about a year to gain 10 pounds of muscle. Um, but maybe it's his diet. His dietitians may be having him eat more. I think that's that's the thing with, with these skinny guys that come from Europe. It's like, man, y'all don't eat enough. Y'all need to eat like twice the amount of meals that you eat on the, on the reg. Um, but all good things, you know what I mean? All healthy stuff. You got to eat more to help your body, help fuel your body, help recover your body, all that stuff. So Luca's going to go through that curve where I think Keldon is kind of, you know, he's, he's a USA product. He knows what the NBA is all about. And, and you know, he knows what Kentucky, Kentucky, I'm telling you, man, Kentucky, guys, this is the first time that we've had a Kentucky player play for San Antonio, man. And coach cap has said that, you know, he knows that hero is going to be fine and the other cat's going to be fine, but He's like, Keldon is going to be the most successful. And because he knows Keldon's character, man, and he knows what he's got. There's been a lot of good players that play for Kentucky, and he thinks Keldon's going to be one of those guys. So that's that's going to be exciting for us. Keldon's got the body, man. He's got, I know, I'm, okay, I'm getting back to Keldon. Keldon's got a kind of a sneaky looking body. I, I it's, it's hard to kind of pinpoint because if you look at him, he 
like by himself he kind of looks small but when you see him on the floor he's he's super long and strong and athletic and he kind of has like a like a short neck so he doesn't look that tall but really he's he is pretty tall and like you know like i feel like keldon is a he's maybe like a on paper a shooting guard but low-key should be playing a small forward like on demar demar's playing small forward but really he's low-key a shooting guard like he's a shooting guard i think that that we need to be utilizing keldon at the small forward spot um it's just that type of game he's got that i ain't gonna mess around on the wing i'm gonna catch it and blow by you and just poster you or finish over you or go to the free throw line you know what i mean so he's got a he's got a catch and shoot jumper right now he's got to work on it okay back to luca back to luca so luca <laughs> we'll, we'll see man we'll see i just i just i'm not i'm not backing down i want to see him in san antonio for most of the year you can call me crazy when i get crazy on it if it happens, y'all can call me out on it. Like, hey, man, you were saying Luca. Yeah, that's fine. Y'all can do that. I'm, I'm all right with that. So, let's talk about our big guy. Jakob Poto. Jakob. Jakob. Jakob Poto. Jakob Poto. That's our main guy right there. I want to, I, I honestly think that besides Lonnie Walker, Jakob gave the, gave the best interview of the week. You know, he was, he kind of dropped some nuggets that we wanted to hear. Low key, I don't know if he meant to or, but I think that, I think that we need to get Jakob on the mic a little bit more. He might just be the guy that lets all this information slip. Um, let's talk about a few things. One, he talked about what he was working on all summer. He said that he was working on a jump shot, working on a shooting form. Um, he said that he was working on a couple moves off the dribble and that he's, was working on taking advantages of mismatches right so and to me that's good because that's, i don't think that's something that Jakob did last year Jakob was, was strictly a guy who who was going to score off the rebound or if like Derek white came down the lane and attracted two defenders and dropped the ball off to off to Jakob, then he was going to score it was strictly that and i've said it before like we don't want Jakob taking you know 10 shots a game no way but if he has that Antonio McDice shot in a few in a few years, where maybe like once a quarter, you know, just to keep the defense honest, he knocks it down. That'd be great. Um, I want to see him be more dynamic off off the pick and roll. That's something I want. And so if he's been working on moves off the dribble, well, there you go. You know, because I the way I see Jakob, like a few years down the road, is kind of an in between of. DeAndre Jordan and Blake Griffin like I think that he can be that type of guy who can pick and roll and I'm talking about off the pick and roll like I want like him to be able to catch the ball off the pick and roll off a bounce pass and be able to take one dribble and like drop step down the lane spin move and just poster someone like Blake Griffin could or catch the ball and and take a two-step and finish like Blake Griffin but I also want him to be an authoritative big like he like he like he's very capable of doing like DeAndre where he can roll down that thing and just throw it up there man let the big guy go get it you know so so that was very promising now to hear that he's been working on that right in the summer then he went ahead and talked about a couple things they asked him about lineups and he's like yeah well you know through walkthroughs he called them walkthroughs right walkthroughs are like when you're actually going over sets going over offensive schemes that and and you put 
certain lineups together when you do that you know because he did talk about he's like hey man this the first few days of practice have been all about defense and when we go offense it's a lot more free-flowing and and we heard that twice this week I forgot who the other person who said it was but it said that this training camp has offensively has been a lot more free-flowing just getting that ball up and going and I again that's because of our athleticism that's the type of athleticism we have this year and the capabilities that we have to to play in that in that way but when they're going through walkthroughs and going over set plays and whatnot, he, he said that he's been paired up with Lamarcus a little bit. He says it's not a for sure thing, but you know whatever you know. So he's been he's been playing next to LA a lot. Um, another thing he said was they asked him of is uh, Dejounte and and Derek been on this in the same lineup? And he was just like, oh, oh yeah, <laughs> like oh yeah, like like oh man, like. Yeah, they have, you know, and that's another thing. It's like, okay, good. That's what we want to hear. And of course, right? Like, like, of course, they're going to play around. And he said that too. They're going to play around. And like, of course, the coaches are going to, you know, put those two guys together, those two guys together. They'll put, you know, LaMarcus and, and Rudy next to each other, LaMarcus and, and Jakob together. So they're going to play around with all these different lineups. Um, but that was a little revealing, I think, that we, we might see Derek White and DeJounte playing together. Um, Jakob and 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 Lamarcus and it's gonna change like guys we're this isn't like high school or college where you only have like one lineup starting lineup no like this is the pros man like and whoever's getting it done is gonna be playing and whatever matchup whatever the matchup calls for is the matchup we're gonna go with the lineup we're gonna go with right so you know it's nothing to like write in stone or whatever but you know the Spurs are playing around with it and that's exciting that's exciting to hear all right, well, that's going to be it for Bucking Spurs podcast. Go to buckingspurs.com. It's live. We're going to be posting all of the content there. We're going to have a bucking shop, right? We're going to get a bucking Spurs merch. You know, I'm, I'm playing around with just some San Antonio themed products, you know, like Countdown City and, and 210. I'm playing around with all that good stuff. Um, if you're a Spurs fan, and you live in San Antonio, things like that. So there's going to be a lot of good stuff coming. Again, I'm working on an article. Um, today was a crazy day at work sixth graders be getting into fights and and it's just it's just nonsense but anyway that was, was a busy day at work right so um didn't get to finish the article i'm gonna post it up probably tomorrow uh, but tomorrow if you're listening to this on friday saturday is our first preseason game against the magic and i cannot wait to see these guys play like literally there's not a guy on our roster right now that i cannot wait to see play like let's say our starters only play you know the first a little bit of the first quarter a little bit of the second quarter or just a little bit at in the third and then they don't play for you know the rest of the game and we get to see these young guys go man i can't wait even if it's like chemezi i can't wait to see what chemezi is gonna bring like you know I, I honestly there's not a Quindary, you know, Quindary. I can't I can't wait. Alright, so make sure you guys go and subscribe to a Bucking Spurs podcast. Share the love. If you're listening to this pod, send it to another Spurs fan. Right? Go scroll down and put five stars. You know why? Because that helps me climb up and people who search for Spurs pods, they'll come up. Right? So go down and rate five stars and all that stuff. Alright, follow us on Instagram and Twitter, buckingspurs.com, baby. It's up and running. I'm so excited about that. Thank you all who are following me on YouTube. And if you're watching this, if you're listening to this on YouTube, fucking hell yeah. Thank you. Go Spurs Go. Thanks for clicking the like down below and all that stuff. Shit. Hell yeah. Thank you guys. Again, this is a Bucking Spurs podcast, a part of 
the Big Hits Media Podcast Network, which they have all types of podcasts there, guys. If you like sports, whatever, that they're there too. But if you like pop culture, or you like history, or if you like podcasts on whatever, like whatever you're into, go check Big Hits Media Podcast. They're the the collection of pods there are growing. It's it's really something really neat. Um, again, go Spurs, go. I'll catch y'all on the next one. Right.